Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The MVP was awarded today, and you know whose name is trending number one on Twitter over the MVP (laughs) after all this conversation? The real MVP is trending because it's this guy. Rose backs up Collins near the corner. Crossover. Gets free. In the paint. Push shot. It's good. Derrick Rose from the middle of the blue paint. Now at 26. Knicks lead 93-91. Derrick Rose got a first place vote for MVP Mm -hmm. 
this season. Yeah, yeah. Nikola yeah. Jokic won. Who cares? Derrick Rose got a first <laughs> place vote. He got more votes and more points than James Harden, than LeBron James, than Russell Westbrook, than basically anybody you could want to name that you would think, well, what's a list of guys that would get more votes than, than uh, Derrick Rose? Yeah, like 98% of the league would get more votes than Derrick Rose, but nope, <laughs> he gets a first place vote more than Rudy Gobert, more than Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Derrick Rose gets the MVP vote. So you're saying, wait a minute. Yes, apparently. I feel bad. I feel bad. You know, I told you it was Julius Randle was the MVP. It was Derrick Rose. It was even though Julius Randle got some votes, got some No, clearly Derrick Rose is the guy. And look at the, now you're saying, boy, the Knicks really underachieved. You had two guys getting MVP <laughs> votes. You you couldn't get any further in the first round of the playoffs, and one win. Oh, the Knicks. That's why we got to fire Tom Thibodeau and hire Jason Kidd so we can get Damian Lillard. But still, Derrick Rose gets the MVP. And here's why this is more than just well, he got one first place vote. Was this one rogue writer for, like, the New York Daily News that said, hey, you know what, I really like this Rose guy, and he gave me some, some good stuff for some columns, some articles. You know, why not? The guy came off the bench. He had a big game in that series against the Hawks. I'm going to give him an MVP vote. No, no, no. Derrick Rose got the consensus fan vote for MVP because there's now with the, the fan gets to vote, and it's a consensus vote, and Derrick Rose was voted MVP, the consensus fan vote, which probably tells you this is the last time the consensus fan vote will be allowed to figure out who wins the NBA MVP. But Derrick Rose apparently is not just the MVP. He is the people's MVP, Mike Harmon, and I want you to understand that. Well, that but the question becomes, are they Knicks fans or are they just a dedicated faction of Derrick Rose fans going back to his days with the Bulls and his actual MVP victory? How about that? Mm, okay. No, I, so I, I would maybe say, I, I maybe would it's say. not even all the people of New York. Maybe it's all the Derrick Rose people have gathered together. In fact, I would say if I was Derrick Rose, I'm the people's MVP. I would say, listen, Nikola Jokic is the MVP. I'm the people's MVP, right? By, by w- the way, w- the, the, right? the Rock will lay lay the the smackdown on his candy ass no, if he tries he, to take that. No, The Rock is way past that now. Come on, The Rock is like the biggest. I think The Rock has that trademark, though. I think. No, no, no. He'll let <laughs> yeah, that yeah, go. no. I think that I think he and the WWE no, no. have made a pretty pretty penny off no, that, no, which no. means he's they're the, going to aggressively come after you for the rights. <laughs> no, no, no. Derrick Rose can say, listen. You can be the MVP, Nikola Jokic, with a big microphone in front of him. I am the people's most valuable player. And then he puts the mic out and everybody starts cheering. Derrick Rose is the people's MVP. I think that's an award you can actually give him. You can actually raise a banner for that in Madison Square Garden. You have the Julius Randle banner that's going to go up for this year. And then you have the Derrick Rose people's MVP banner. Is there going to be a giant picture of Tom Thibodeau? (laughs) Do you think they'll give away Tom Thibodeau bobbleheads? Where he's got his arms folded with a uh, salty look on his face. (laughs) Tom Tom Thibodeau always looks like the guy who shows up at the party to pick up his kids and everything is out of control. Like, that's the look on his face. Like, when he's got his arms folded, it's like he's come to, like, a big pool party, whatever, to pick up his kids so they can go home. And just the the craziness going on, running around and doing things like, what's happening out here? That's the Tom Thibodeau look. I like that. Yeah, no, that's good. And and the bobblehead won't go up and down. It only goes side to side. Yeah, like and there that, is and no that could head be, nodding forward and back. <laughs> we just go back and forth. And maybe that's the trophy itself that Derrick Rose has. The people's MVP is like a souped-up Tom Thibodeau bobblehead. I dig that, yeah. Yeah. We could do that. But, uh, 
I go on a big, you know, I'm telling you, forget about Nikola Jokic. If, I, if, I, if I'm Derek Rose, I'm going on the big media blitz tour tomorrow. That, you know, because look, is Jokic going to be doing a lot of stuff? You know, he's the MVP, but still he's got to worry about a game. He's got a series. Nah, if I'm Derek Rose, I'm going, and, and you introduce me as people's MVP. So when he goes on ESPN or Fox or whatever it is, they introduce, hey, it's people's MVP, Derek Rose. He does all the interviews. Thank you very much. I didn't think I'd get MVP voting, but boy, you know, it's really something to see to share this stage and to share this award with Nikola Jokic, it really means a lot to me, and and uh, you know I look forward to the rest of my career, and and uh, you know hey you know you know people say let LeBron's valuable, and so is Westbrook, and so is Kawhi, and I got more votes than all of them combined, so suck it, I'm the people's MVP, and then he takes the mic off and just throws it down and walks off the set holding up that thing. Oh, he'd live forever, man. People's MVP. There you go. See, get that marketing and 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 branding in place. Let's go. Ah, that's how it works, man. That is the best thing to do, right? Get there. in there and sell, Derek sell, Rose. sell. Steal all, all little facets uh, of inspiration you can from every Guns N' Roses logo ever made. And go from there. <laughs> yes! Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We could apparently be just a couple of weeks away from college football playoff expansion. In the next couple of weeks, there's going to be at least two college football playoff meetings, and Yahoo's got the story today that uh, potentially the door is open for a playoff expansion. It was kind of a surprise. No one expected this to happen, but there is a lot of support from officials on campuses and conference offices in the TV world. They are open towards a 12-team playoff as the most likely result, meaning that if we change from the four teams now, 12 teams is what's the most likely. Well, how would they do this 12 teams? Well, it would be the Power Five conferences. It would be six uh, at-large teams or wild cards, and one, the best of the non-Power Conference Five teams that would make it into this playoff, right? So the five Power Conference winners, the best conference winner of the other, divi- of the other conferences, and then at-large teams, six wild cards. That's kind of what we know what the plan would be right now. And, you know, everybody hearing this and and they're saying the same thing that you and I uh, both are. How did it take this long? Really, how did it take this long to figure this out? That more is better. That more playoff is better and more interest and more games are better. You can sell everything. Players would be excited because, hey, we're on TV more and I can get a bigger piece of the pie if this gets through that I can uh, share some of my likeness and jersey sales. They, they would love that. All the conferences, all the teams, they would get more money. There'd be more TV money. Everything would be better. I feel like this is inevitable. And the bigger bowls would still stay, right? You're talking about 12 teams. We would still have the bigger bowls. We wouldn't get the Meineke Car Care Bowl. We wouldn't get the Pool and Weed Eater Independence Bowl all the time, but we would still have enough bowls to figure things out. You're talking about expanding this from, from four teams to 12. You're, so you're talking about four games, right? Four bowl games you're not going to get that. Uh, but by and large, we get this playoff instead. This is one of those everybody wins situations, right? There's no way anybody loses. And the only reasons we haven't gotten it so far is because of money and safety. Right. That's the big thing. You know, this, you know, Yahoo points this out. Money and safety are the biggest things. Right. The safety of the players playing too many games. It's, it's two more games. It's two more games for a couple of teams. So how can you tell me about safety? 
right? Really? It's about safety. You're not asking the entire, every team, all 120 teams playing college football, hey, guess what? You're all going to play a bunch more games. No, you're asking a couple of teams to play two more games. That's it. So the safety thing is a load of crap. It's all about how can we get this money thing figured out so everybody is taken care of? Because I guarantee you this, if you had one of those movie sodium pentothal moments, Mike, where you can inject somebody with the truth (laughs) serum and you say, tell me why this hasn't happened yet, why we haven't gotten a better playoff, nobody would like the real answer. Because I guarantee you the real answer is horrible, that it's being controlled by two or three people that are somehow getting paid a lot of money and they don't want to give that up. And this is the only reason why we've, I guarantee you it's some kind of bad story like that. I'm not saying that's what it is, but some story like that where you find out where most of the money is going and all that, and you're going to get really mad because there's no way this shouldn't be happening. There's no way we shouldn't have had this by now. Again, it's one of those, why haven't we had this? Why haven't we doing it like this forever? I mean, really, I, I, I don't understand. I mean, once, once I found out a way to, to be able to uh, you know, uh, send email and, and text on my phone, I'm, I'm not going back to calling people on the landline. I'm not doing it. All right, right. Once, you, once you find something that works, you do it. And yet this is where we are. I don't know why it hasn't been done. I guarantee you the real answer, everybody would hate it. No, but I think that's it, right? It's all about fighting and posturing for cash. The other being cognizant of what's going on with name, image, likeness. Remember how long it took us to get from the the BCS. A lot of people took the C out of it. Uh, anyway, so we, we get to this current format, and, and I, I've heard and I've seen the, oh, uh, there'll be blots. There's blots everywhere. If you watch the NBA playoffs, have you watched Major League Baseball, watch the NFL? Just because teams get in doesn't mean that they're ready to put up a fight, and there could be a blowout scenario. We've talked about it with the NBA, right? Just like the regular season, we're seeing a lot of blowouts in the postseason. And if it happens, too bad. That's the way it works. Everybody gets flush. All the Power Five conferences finally get get included. So the Pac-12 commissioner can't complain about being left out again. How about that? <laughs> Everybody wins. There's cash. The big bowls, as you say, stay. And the players... That's the that's the part I think has also been in is swirling around in the background, right? Is trying to figure out when this is coming to fruition. How many more fights were you going to have to have? Well, now that name, image, likeness is at the you know one yard line, it makes it a lot easier because that'll then include the safety aspect of hey, you're you're getting compensated, so go out and sell your wares. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations. They do apply. So in two years, when the new agreement comes up, we're going to get this 12-team play if it's going to be. This is the greatest thing ever. How do we not have it by now? How do we not have it by now? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
another day, another big Aaron Rodgers story. So now I'm, I'm going to actually change the conversation here to have it differently than we've had an Aaron Rodgers conversation, right? Because last night we told you the Packers got to suck it up and trade him because that they wanted this to yeah. happen. And, and and now it's happening a little bit earlier than they wanted it to. And now, oh, we don't know. No, you wanted this. You drafted Jordan Love. You did this. So the whole time we've talked about this, there's something that you've said, Mike, that stuck in my head. And now that's why I'm going to turn it around on you in a second. But Rodgers is officially, sure. he's officially a holdout today. That is officially he is a holdout. He did not show up for day one of, of the team activities. Now they could fine him. They don't have to. They might. And on day one, two of his wide receivers, uh, two or two of his best friends on the team, both all pros, have said, yeah, we got his back. Devontae Adams saying, I will go to the top of the highest mountain and scream off of it that Aaron Rodgers is my guy and I have his back. And this is when everybody in the Packers front office has started eating tums like they were candy, like they were Smarties. I'm just going to start eating these. Oh, my God. Devontae Adams is saying that he's his guy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So this is a very big deal. You know, Bakhtari as well said, hey, Aaron's my guy, but he's not going to wade into it as deep as Devontae Adams did by saying, hey, he's my guy. He's my guy. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a guy getting Devontae Adams paid. So, of course, he's going to have that. So with that being the story, I'm going to ask this to you because I've told you for the longest time. This is not going to be solved. Aaron Rodgers, how, how is something, after everything that's transpired, how are we going to go back and solve this to where Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers again? Okay? So I'm going to ask you this. Right now, he is officially a holdout. Right? Uh-huh. He is holding out. When sure. you hold out, you want something. Right? Usually sure. it's money. Usually people hold out, they want money. Well, clearly Aaron Rodgers, you know, does he want money? Sure. But he has made it clear that he is not happy with the team, and he wants change. He doesn't like the front office. He doesn't like the decision makers. He wants a change there. So he is holding out, and the only way this is going to work is if there is change at the top, and that's you know, Murphy or Gutekunst, or maybe you're getting down to the coaching staff somewhere, but we know it's the front office and how they deal with things. And the Packers have already said nobody's getting fired. We're not firing Brian Gutekunst. We're not firing Mark Murphy. N- none of that is happening. So if you are holding out, and you are not getting what you want. You want something. You're not getting it. And the team has said, we're not going to give it to you. I ask you, tell me how this can be solved. If what Aaron Rodgers wants, he's not going to get. The Packers have said, we're Ready? not getting it. Right? How is that going to happen? You are holding out, prepared to never walk mm-hmm. into that door again. Because this is not one of those fly-by-night holdouts for attention or cash where, hey, I want my deal redone, so I'm holding out. And, All right, here's 500 grand. No, no. This is one of those well-thought-out, this is what I want, and I don't like what's happening, so I want to go someplace else. So you tell me how this gets solved when what Aaron Rodgers wants, he's not going to get. Well, sometimes in, in life you're told no. And you have to accept that you've been told no. Uh, you're still under contract. And okay. if you want to play football, the Packers okay. can say, you play football with us. Now, okay. if he wants to go and, and retire for the year and host Jeopardy and hang out, that's fine. In the interim, you know what this is giving you an opportunity to see? Whether Jordan Love can pick up the offense and go to work. So thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for allowing Jordan Love some first-team reps. Okay. You've said something that clearly 
Aaron Rodgers has the trump card for because he is clearly okay. Then he, then he can sit the out. Team. Then then right. go to Hawaii. Then he sits out and hang and out. Go- Great. And how is that going to end? How is that? Does it end with him coming back to the Packers? Right. All you did is postpone this a bit. Like you've bought yourself some time. Hey, you know you could you sit out. Does this end with him going back to the Packers, or does it end with him being traded at some point? Whether it goes into the preseason, into the regular season, how does this end with Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers? Sure. How does it end with him coming back to the Packers? Well, sometimes you got to realize what the best uh, piece of the landscape is, and right now he's still in his petulant child mode, and that's great. Leak it to everybody who wants to. I, I love the anonymous comment from other Packers players saying, I don't care how it ends, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we got six weeks. We got to figure this out, <laughs> which is, I think, a, a nice way to, to just cut through the cut to the chase of, all right, we're, it's rapidly coming. What are we at, 98 days or something like that uh, until we kick things off? So, mm-hmm. yeah, like for Aaron Rodgers, he wants to play hardball. That's fine. That's fine. What commanding people's jobs? Get over yourself. But this is period. Again, th- but here's the thing. But no, no, no. This is what he wants. No, that's fine. This is what, it's then you not, don't I'm, get I'm, what you I, want. I'm not saying. I'm not saying what he wants. He's going to get. This is what he wants. And so I'm telling you not that. Go, all right. Not and I'm telling you that it, money. Then how money also solves a lot of things. They've never said anything more about extending his contract, no. giving him more money. They've ne- that's never been a thing. Why are Even they the going to play thing, that out in the press? The they don't need to do that in the press. The last thing, because if they did that and he wanted that, they would have agreed to it. Hey, coming off your MVP year, let's give you a new deal. Let's give I, you all this money. You know what? I, I believe about half of what I read – uh, and, and maybe even less of the, the bloviating uh, when, when it comes to this thing, is that, again, he's not said anything publicly. It's all through his minions in the, in the press, and that's all fine and good. And the stuff he did with Kenny Mayne, culture, feel, that was all, the, I mean, like he was hanging out and, and they were having a, a commune moment where they're talking about their feelings. And he right. let Kenny Mayne into his feelings a little bit. And maybe, right, maybe I'm 100% wrong, but I'm sh- certainly not going to concede that you're 100% right. Oh, of course. I told you this was going to happen from the beginning. I've been the Aaron Rodgers whisperer. I have, except not whispering because, you know, that's bad radio because whispering on the radio never works. Except I've been a lot louder than that, but I've been the loud Aaron Ro- I've been the Aaron Rodgers loud whisperer this entire time. Yes, I can even do it like Marv Albert. Not exactly what Gutekunst had in mind. Did I you can- sit in the corner and hold your breath when you didn't get what you wanted to? It, uh, no, I didn't, but that doesn't matter. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Because that's kind of where we're at here. But I'm not saying that what Aaron Rodgers wants, he's going to get. But this is what he wants. And if he Good. doesn't get it, how does he go back? If, if what Sometimes he wants, you recognize you're getting, wrong and you, no, you, you, no, you no. buckle your after chin this, strap and you say, let's go. After well, this what is power it, what, play? No, no, no. But not after After this is what? He's holding out of a mini camp. For he, wants, out he wants if, out. He, he talked to, he, he finally did the public interview where he said, why do you, what's wrong with the Packers? And he said it. And he but said, he didn't say, I definitely want out in that moment. He said, he, it's changed. Kenny says, why do you want to get traded? Why do you want to leave the Packers? And he said, this is what's going on. And he, and he, and he answered about how culture and personality. But and he never and all said it things. was an untenable situation. It, how is it tenable now? He, he, all, all the so different you're holding reports, out for a mini camp. Who cares? All the, all, all the reports we have had. If things were okay, why isn't he there then? So if things were okay, then it, why is he there? Because he's off he, he on a be long, there. extended honeymoon he and hanging out there. with Miles Teller. He, 
He's yeah. Well, that's kind of weird. Uh, you know, <laughs> so he did, maybe, stopped you, know? you in your tracks there. Yeah, didn't I? no, no, that is weird. And maybe they're both going to be at the Top Gun two premiere when they have it. This, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that happens that way. But if if all that was true, things would be unfolding differently. And while he's made statements, we know that he is unhappy. All of the reports that have gotten out, Aaron Rodgers has told people, "I don't want to go back there." He has not refuted one of those stories. He has not once said, "Hey, that story Adam Schefter had NFL draft day, that was wrong." And I can't he believe you theater. said that. And I can't believe that. But this is saying I'm not going to go back and play for that team again. This is not theater of I want money or I'm going to sit out. This is I'm not going to go back and play there. This is not about money. This is one of those things that's not about money. Aaron Rodgers is a different dude. Not many people hold out because they don't like the way the upper echelon of the front office runs things. But this is Aaron Rodgers. This is what he wants. And he's not getting it. So when you hold out for things you're not going to get, you don't go back in and say, okay, I tried. No, he is going to sit out until the Packers trade him. I don't see that. I, I still don't see where this can end with Aaron Rodgers walking back in and playing quarterback for the Packers. And, and I'll just throw one, thing, give one thing by you here. We're, we're a week into the period by which they could have solved their cap issues and moved on. Cause I'm sure people are calling and wanting to get things done. Why haven't they then? He doesn't want to go back. Okay. So he, he can, he can hang out. He's, he's got another month. He doesn't Enjoy want to go the back. next six weeks. He's not going back then. He's not going back. He's not and ever going back. If he doesn't, back. he doesn't. That's great. He's not going back. He's I just not going can't back. wait to watch them tell him to beat it. <laughs> there's a Instead better of chance taking of, an inferior offer. Dude, there's a better chance of Derrick Rose getting a first place MVP vote than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Okay, no, wait a minute. Okay, let me let me let me change that a little bit. There's a better chance the of LeBron fan James. Vote. Hey, remember the fans the- are divided, Jason. The fans are divided. Yes. So won't someone think about the fans? They don't like this at all. They, they mean, don't like the acrimony. It's it's just going to be more videos of Aaron Rodgers on vacation. More and and we're just waiting for it to end. How we told I told you it was going to end the minute they drafted Jordan Love. That was the beginning of the end. That pushed every. That was phase four of the Marvel. Aaron Rodgers universe where, hey, this is, this is the beginning of the final phase. Where Again, if there was a way that could end with it, I still haven't seen it. There's been no way. And, and, and you can disagree. And look, and I know that you don't like how he's gone about it. And I, I'm with you on that. There's certain things he could have done. And are you really holding out because of the front office? Is it really that big a deal? No, that I get. But there's no way that this turns into a solution that is satisfactory. Because normally the solution is I'm holding out. All right, well, there's no more money. Well, I'm holding out. All right, what if we figured some money around and gave you like an extra 300 grand so you don't lose face? Great, let's do that. Okay, and now I'm back in, and that, that's how it all works. Well, but well what about a meeting to try to figure out where that disconnect is? Because he said it wasn't about Jordan Love, right? right. He was on record okay. saying it wasn't about Jordan Love. Okay. He said it wasn't about Matt LaFleur. I love those guys. Okay. I'm loving you. Do you feel me loving you? So if all that's right. legit, wow. then how come he can't go in and have a meeting with the other guys and say, all right, how do we, how do we calmer heads prevail so we can build this team for my last three to four years and dominate this division, keep Justin Fields and, and Jared, Jared Goff. Uh, I said Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins <laughs> yes, at did. bay. Uh, I two things. Ty I had a pretty get, good moment there, and then I had to say Jared Goff. You did, you, you, but but well, I could have talked about Dan Campbell wearing helmets and and wanting a lion on the sideline. No, I didn't do that. Coming at yeah. your knees. Alex won. Let's definitely save the part where Harmon said, can you feel me loving you? Let's let's save that. You got and it. And the second thing is, if they wanted to have a meeting, they would have had it. 
the well, Packers would have said, maybe come, he comes come back to us, from vacation. and Rodgers says, yes, I'll go in. Maybe but he has a moment Packers of clarity under, underneath a waterfall. It's not, it's not going to happen. He not sees happening. the beauty of not nature happening. and recognizes what he's got as a beautiful <laughs> thing. Why would he not want to run it no, back with Devontae no, Adams no. one more time? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So at the end of the year, when the Clippers say, should we move on from Paul George? They're going to show the end of this game and they're going to say, yep, yep, playoff P, at it again. An incredible ending. The Jazz hold on to win game one against the Clippers, 112-109. When the Clippers tried a very bold strategy at the end of the game, hey, no one's going to try to take this last second shot. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. Paul George didn't want it. Passed. Kawhi Leonard didn't want it. Passed. And it was Marcus Morris? who tried a 24-footer from three to tie the game. That Rudy Gobert blocked. The rebound came up. A, a, a shot was chucked up. Didn't even reach the rim as the clock hit zero. So you had the Clippers have with oh, their two big stars, and nobody wanted to take that shot. They knew they needed a three. Nobody took it. They couldn't get open enough, and they passed up. Marcus Morris is the guy in the corner taking a last-second shot for the Clippers. Of all the things that, is, that have crushed them, like this playoff so far, the two biggest games, the biggest games where they could have tilted series, we had the one game in the last round against the Mavericks when Paul George didn't want to take the shot and pass to Terrence Mann, and now you have this game where nobody wanted to take a shot that you had to take with time ticking down, and Marcus Morris is the guy taking that last second shot for the Clippers. So you got Kawhi does the handoff to Paul George. George gets it back to Kawhi, and for whatever reason, he, he gets it to Morris in the corner, and then he's crying, screaming, get me the ball back. Uh, meanwhile, it's getting blocked uh, by Rudy Gobert, and Kawhi's just got his hands up, give me the ball. It's like, why'd you give it up? There were five <laughs> seconds left on the clock. Oh. You're the guy. You're supposed to be the assassin. That Look, is... great effort by the Clippers. You could have mailed it in at any point. You saw how tired they were. But they had a 13-point lead at half. And then Donovan Mitchell takes over. You're still hanging tight. And, and you get it to Morris for mm. the would-be the game-tying three-point shot. What are we doing? What oh, are we doing? Goodness. Well, you know, let's find out what we're doing. Because joining us now on the hotline, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, 17 years in the National Basketball Association. You can follow him on Twitter at Olden Polynese One. That's at Olden Polynese One. Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. OP man, that was some kind of way on how not to play basketball at the end by the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was really kind of erratic at the end of it. And you're right. Um, Kawhi had the ball in his hands, you know, six seconds on the clock. And even though they did send, they sent a double team, but it wasn't a hard double team. It was a soft double team. And he saw it coming and he passed the ball. But again, you're in, you're on the team to take those shots. And so the same way we go at LeBron James, when he makes passes, you know, Kawhi's got to get the same heat. You know, you got to take that shot. You can't give it up and then want it back. <laughs> you just got to hold it and keep it in your hand. And that was the difference between him and Donovan Mitchell tonight. Donovan Mitchell said, I'm taking these shots. I'm going to the basket. I'm attacking. And so we saw two different styles of play from two, you know, star players. 
You know, I do want to give credit to the Jazz because the one thing they did well, and it's like you said, they threw soft guys, but they had everybody out at the three-point line. They weren't going to fig- – you know, they didn't do some crazy defense and guys get lost. They still had guys out there where, hey, we're going to make you work for this three. Like, you, you'll be able to take it, but we want to cover. We don't want to leave anybody wide open. And, and suddenly it's, you know, Kawhi's got it, a drive and a kicker here. You know, they, they were on everybody. I mean, you, you figure, okay, they pass it off to Marcus Morris. He's going to get off some kind of an open shot, and he didn't. So that was – I mean, that was a really good, solid way I felt the Jazz played the end of that game defensively. Oh, no, they definitely did. They, they, everybody was on top of the three-point line. And a lot of teams, and a lot of times in a lot of teams, you'll see that they drop under the basket when the team needs a three to tie the game. And it always baffled me that people just don't understand. The only shot that can really hurt you is a three. So if they get a layup, so what? Then now they got a foul because they're going to still be down one. And you go make free throws and stuff like that. But, you know, I thought the Jazz did an excellent job. But the problem for the Clippers in that situation, the one guy, and it's not even Kawhi or Paul George, the guy they needed on that court, Mr. Confident, fouled out. And that's Reggie Jackson. Just 17 minutes on the night, three of six uh, from the field, three of five from three-point range, but uh, six fouls, minus seven on the night, nine points. Uh, the shot was there early, Olden just couldn't avoid the, well, what some might say are touch fouls, but they're fouls just the same. Hey, this is the NBA playoffs. I mean, <laughs> you're supposed to let them play. And I think for the most part, they're letting guys play. But some of the fouls, it's almost like the hard fouls they let go and the ticky-tack they call, <laughs> yes. which has always been absurd to me. <laughs> I've never well, that's just it. The, the, the logic behind that. Well, the play that Jackson fouled out on. Like, there's there's a little bit of contact, but it's like, really? To to disqualify the guy from the game? You know what the situation is. How you call well, that Well, he foul? picked that foul up because Donovan Mitchell played that foul. Oh no, it was a good job. Good good acting. Oh yeah. You know, you know the thing is 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 OP it's not about Paul George not making clutch shots because he made the you know he made the big 3 with 38 seconds left, right? So he made the big 3 with, but it's those shots at the end of games where it's not like, hey, we need a basket here, I can make it. But when you get inside of 10 seconds and we absolutely need a hoop, I just have no interest in making it. Now, he had a bad night shooting, but he had just made a three. And he couldn't get rid of that ball fast enough back to Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it wasn't like he drew defenders to him. No, it was like, you give it to me, I'm going to give it right back to you because uh, I really don't want it. And then like he gives the pretend, hey, give it back to me, give it back to me. I mean, really, I mean, look, Kawhi, at least, if I'm looking of the two on, on that play – Kawhi was the guy that at least looked for the shot a little bit, didn't have it. I mean, still dish it off, but man, Paul George didn't even, not even for one second did he think, I can dribble, try to find my shot and make this. Not for one second did he think about making that. No, he did not. And something else that's going to come up, and I don't know if he'll address it, but I noticed it. The, the, the chance from the Utah fans, <laughs> I think that's going to get to him. Because I actually just I, had that I, in my I notes. Noticed, yeah. I noticed when they started chanting overrated, it, it's almost like you could see like there's an emotion that came over him. And so we're going to have to keep our eyes on, you know, as far as like when he's playing in Utah against them because that might really be something that's like going to mess him up because it, it, I could tell like there was a shift in, 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 in his body language and everything else. So, you know, you got to understand – 
I'm like, fans are going to chant stuff. You can't let that stuff get to you, man. You just yeah, got to just... toughen up and buckle down and play basketball. You want the top players in the world. You know, there's only 500 people in, in those jobs. So you, you're there. If you're overrated, I guess it's because, you know, they probably compare you to Magic, I mean, Magic and Michael and those guys. So don't worry about it. Just play basketball. Tough when those comparisons start start flowing. So which part do you, do you take from this? Hey, we had a 13-point lead at halftime, positive, or a three-point loss. Which weighs in that locker room? The three-point loss. The 13 points, that's going to happen. Teams, you know, you come off a, 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 an enormous win against the Dallas Mavericks in a game seven. Your hype, you know, first game on the road. Yeah, you're going to have that emotion. But then it usually dies down at halftime like it did. And then the home team came out, you know, like I said, Donovan Mitchell came out like gangbusters and just took over the game in like the first four or five minutes. And, you know, the Clippers fought back valiantly, but again, horseshoes and hand grenades. (laughs) Olden Polonese, our guest right now, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. All right, the one thing you can say about the Clippers is that they are resilient. Right, you know, there was a couple of times in the last series it looked like that could be it. They could go out very meekly, but they come back and find a way to beat the Mavericks. Uh, do you still see that resiliency, do you, or is this a series where, hey, this is a game that can really tilt it towards the Jazz and they might not recover from it? Resilient a little bit. I give them resilient about maybe ten percent. Dallas blew that series. Okay, let's not give the Clippers all the credit. <laughs> The Dallas Mavericks blew that, <laughs> and they blew it in game three. So let's put that on the back burner. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the Clippers, you know, they, they fought hard, but, again, that close doesn't count. But Utah did what they're supposed to do. They held home court. Now, the, the critical thing about this is they won without Mike Conley. Right. Now, if they're able to, you know, I'm sure he'll probably play in game two. They hope it. But that's a key. He makes things go. He makes them faster. You know, their offense runs well with him. And so to be able to escape, and that's what they did tonight. They escaped with a win without Mike Conley, and that's big. And so to me, I still say advantage Utah. Succeed and proceed, as they say, Olden. Uh, Take the three-point victory and move on to heroics uh, of Donovan Mitchell uh, tonight. All right, we we have this discussion all the time, and and Jason has uh, lobbed the, hey, he's the closest thing we have playing right now to Kobe Bryant. Where do you put him in the stratosphere of the young stars of the game? Who's that? Donovan Mitchell. The closest thing to Kobe Bryant? Nah, the closest thing to Dwayne Wade. He's more Dwayne Wade-ish than Kobe-ish. Which is oh, his he's guy. Got, he's of got more of a killer mentality than, than – he's got that Mamba mentality, man. Donovan's yeah, he got has that. that. Hey, listen. Anybody that just shoots whenever they want, that's called Mamba mentality. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He only took 30. Come on, old. He'll get ice on that arm. He'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but the thing about them is the fact that They've the whole year has been about the three point shot, but the the key for Donovan Mitchell is the fact that he can make that shot. He has a green light, but he's so athletic; he can get inside, he can handle, and so he's a tough, tough person to defend. And it was funny because they kept switch. Listen, 
I know Luke Kennard can make shots, but that man couldn't guard me right now. <laughs> and so it was – I'm like, listen, Ty Lue, you should have went offense and defense, you know. Just make the substitutions. Go offense, defense. There's no way you should have kept Luke Kennard in the game to defend against Donovan Mitchell. They were looking for that switch. And every time he got that switch, he smiled and went to the basket. Hey, OP, lastly, I got to ask, were you the one that voted for Derrick Rose for MVP? <laughs> Was that your ballot today that, that put Derrick Rose? Got the <laughs> No. <laughs> I voted for Chris Paul. I thought he did an incredible job with that team. <laughs> it was. Are, are you okay with Jokic winning? Oh, definitely. That's that's who should have won. Yeah, I, I I appreciate what Steph did with the Warriors and what Embiid did, but he missed 21 games. Jokic didn't miss any games. He played the season. He carried that team after Jamal, Jamal Murray went out. He's definitely the MVP. You can follow him on Twitter at OldenPolonese1. That's at OldenPolonese1, Fox Sports Radio, NBA Insider. OP, as always, Brady, appreciate it, my friend. We will talk to you next week. Have fun. Enjoy the games. Take care, guys. Thanks, Olden. Great stuff there from Olden, man. Look, he couldn't guard me right now. He couldn't guard me right now. That was great. (laughs) Kennard, uh, 29 minutes, 7 of 9 from the field, 4 of 6 from three-point range, uh, 18 points. He was plus 4 on the night. Well, he uh, was hot. He was hot early. Oh, he was. I mean, that's the thing is he did carry them early. He was the only guy that was really scoring for them As soon as Jackson got in foul trouble, everything – Everything shifts. Yeah, and the that balls was it. in uh, balls in Paul George's hand a ton, and and as Olden said, I mean the overrated chance. We, you know, when I got a chance, I was turning up the volume, and certainly our executive producer Justin Frostberg passing along the notes of the chant. Uh, you could see um, in in. Paul George's countenance going to the free throw line here in the chant at one point. A little, little bit affected, or so it seemed by it. So we'll see how that plays out in the series. Yeah, and you can't you can't play that way. You can't have rabbit ears and and play professional. I, I can't believe Kevin Durant is as successful as he is, and he hears everything. I mean, he got in a whole back-and-forth blank you with ESPN's Jay Williams today about he was mad that he, that he compared Giannis, uh, he compared KD to Giannis, and, and they get into it on social media over it. I mean, I mean, really? I mean, KD, what do you care about that? Well, I mean, he cares it's so in the, much it's about in the middle of a series. No, but this one, though, is, you know, you're, you're basically – putting him and thrusting him into the conversation of, yeah, who's better here? And, and saying in your words that, that this guy isn't, isn't worth your time to keep his name out, you know, out of, out of a sentence with mine and, and whatever else, it, you know, inflammatory. And then, you know, there's all the debates. Well, did it happen? And if it did, should Jay Williams have uh, just uh, kept that one as a nice little note that he told at cocktail parties once in a blue moon uh, instead of airing it out on national television? Mm. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So when I say things like, hey, you know, Donovan Mitchell's the closest thing we have to Kobe Bryant as far as the mentality, the shots, the clutch, the the ability to score in streaks. I mean, tonight is what I mean by that. Like he wasn't even feeling good. Like he had a he had an intestinal uh, problem tonight. Quinn Snyder said, "Yeah, he was he was moving around kind of." Yeah, gingerly. but he showed he great intestinal fortitude. 
Yeah, he did. He had the. He had the. He had the. Uh, what did. Uh, what did. What did Jesse Ventura used to always say? Um, oh, I forget what his phrase he used to say. It's. It's not coming to me. Uh, but still, forty-five points. He had the first ten points of the third quarter when 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 uh, things were in trouble for the for the Jazz a bit and the Clippers were coming back. I mean, uh, he's it, man. I mean, if if people are just rediscovering tonight the kind of superstar he is, okay, because I get it that there's been so much time and so many other people that we've talked about over the course of the year. You know, Jokic winning the MVP. Okay, I get it. We're concentrating on that. We're talking a lot more about Devin Booker. And, and in the East, obviously, Trey Young was a big deal, and so was Julius Randle and all these guys. And you forget about Don. Okay, right, he plays on Utah. We don't see many of his games during the season. It happens in the playoffs. He was hurt a while. Um, he has been the difference, right? They didn't play without him in game one. They lost. What happened since then? All they do is win. All I do is win. That's all he does is win. 45 tonight when they needed him against the Clippers. I mean, he's it, man. It's tonight is what I talk about when he's the closest thing to Kobe. And clearly you saw that the rest of the country, hopefully everybody else is understanding just how special this guy is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.